Hello, world. This is TJ Morris, and you're listening to ET Radio. TJ Morris, ET Radio. I'm your host, Teresa J. Morris, with my co-host, Janet Carol Lesson. And we are brought to you by American Communications Online and Alien Contact Organization with Aquarian Radio. We've been here since June 2012. We're coming on our seventh anniversary, so we're not going anywhere in the business of media news publications and broadcast on radio. So we are adding our YouTube channels now like everybody else. Everybody has one. So be sure and check out our channels in UFO Association and Alien Contact Org. And uh, I have TJ Mars Agency and TJ Mars ET Radio and Janet has Aquarian Radio. And we are here to help with the trust and thrust of the UFO enthusiast in the business of whether we're talking about ufology or alienology, which has gotten to be a different thing rather than nuts and bolts. But my UFO association, my trust association is for a trade association of people that are in the business of uh, broadcasting media and uh, interested in journalism. I'm an author, journalist, investigative reporter, and my friend Janet Carol Lesson is as well. I'm in Gulf Breeze, Florida, and Janet Carol Lesson is in Maui, Hawaii. So we have the United States of America covered. We are about positive psychology and positive transformation in America, making America great again in our own way, I guess. But our reality extends more to the universal consciousness and how we exist in the 3D reality. And not everybody wants to understand at various levels who they are, why they're here where they're going when they leave the planet, and uh, while we are here, we're going to discuss a lot of heavy topics, especially in physics and quantum mechanics, and Janet has invited uh, someone that approached her through her company, Aquarian Radio on the Big Island, with her husband, Dr. Alexander Sasha Lesson, Ph.D., and anthropology, and he has been on at least two of her shows, and one with me, and I could not tell you where that was recorded, only she knows, uh, whether it was on hers, mine, or I don't think he's been on TJ Mars ET Radio, and he may have. I think uh, he was strictly on Aquarian Radio when I joined her, but I'm going to get her on here. I was stalling for time to make sure she could get the phone number. The call-in number is 347-945-7207. For all you wonderful people out there that have been following me, I'd like you to like this if you don't mind. And uh, you can go to tjmarsetradio.com or you can go to blogtalkradio.com and then forward slash tjmarsetradio to help me out. And I've been paying for this, and it's come up to thousands of dollars after seven years, but that, who's counting, right? <laughs> so Janet Carol Lesson pays for her Aquarian Radio, and we're just a UFO enthusiasts. But we've come to learn that a lot of people in alienology just don't deal well with the nuts and bolts in the, in the real world. So we started Alien Contact Org back in 2014 uh, together with a gentleman over in the UK, and we're still working with the UK more than anything, but let me see if she's back here. I could hear her in the background a while ago while the music was playing, but uh, my uh, the person that she invited isn't here yet, and uh, 
Janet, slowly but surely, I'm waiting for this to get you back on here. I'll have to wait till you can hear me. So, uh, people, if you're listening, uh, we're bringing Dan Cooper on, who's genetically engineered by, or so he believes, uh, by Japanese scientists in 1952. So he's about my age. I was born 1226, 1951. But he says about super soldier delivered through his uh, surrogate mother on, on oh, March 2nd, 1953. Interesting. At Samson Air Force Base, now closed US, USAF base, our Air Force Base, but still an open U.S. undersea naval base. Well, isn't that interesting? I wonder how we can find that out. So Dan Cooper was born to one of the UFL military secret space programs into one, and uh, warrior training. This is all written by Janet Carroll Lesson, Aquarian Radio. So from 1955 to 1970, he was, uh, says before he was deployed, he was trained by Japanese and Shaolin sword fighting instructors to sword fight uh, in underground facilities throughout Japan and the United States. And in 70, he was deployed and served a 20 and back program. I think that's what Corey Good made famous. Uh, at least that's what a lot of people talk about these days about Corey Good. And I hear uh, shows mentioned. Um, Let's see. He was uh, – he's going to have to tell us this. We're going to have to get him on here when he shows up. Cooper became a Nitten Ichiru master, Japanese-style sword fighting. So apparently uh, she led off with all that, so apparently that's something that is uh, big in his psyche and prevailed numerous – and I didn't get the rest, so I thought he was uh, in this reality. Uh, Patton, he'd worked as a paralegal, and I don't have the rest of that. So I would suggest everybody go over to AquarianRadio.com, where Janet likes to carry a large amount of information on people that we uh, interview. And I'm very proud of her for being so uh, descriptive with these people, and uh, we've got – uh, today, the UFO Association that I'm opening up is a trade association for professionals. If you're interested as an entrepreneur, author, speaker, lecturer, let me know, and we'll be glad to put you in our trade organization, our trade directory. And uh, for some reason, Janet, you still can't hear me. I, I may need you to call back in. Uh, I don't know why I can't hear you, but I can't, so I'm stalling here. <laughs> You're on, Janet, but I can't hear you, so let's hope uh, maybe if I drop her, she'll come back on. Let's see if it'll let me. I don't even know if it'll let me drop her. So UFO Association, we're all about alienologists, phenomenologists, UFO hunters, uh, Alien Hunters Bureau we have with uh, Daryl Sims was our first, and the godfather, like we have uh, – Stan T. Friedman, the godfather of the UFO Association, and uh, then uh, we carry on the Allied Command in honor of my husband, Thomas R. Morris, and uh, all the people that were before him in the military, and uh, how we're far going forward with disclosure reporters in uh, our business as journalists. So uh, to a lot of people, this didn't exist and wasn't a big thing in the mainstay, and they thought we were pseudoscience. But we're moving forward with shows and with stories and broadcast media, 
and uh, hopefully going to make it a bona fide uh, reality as a business. And uh, Janet Carol Lesson has agreed to help me for seven years. Let me see if that is her. So we also do X filers. <laughs> Hold on, let me get this. Uh, Uh, can you call me back? It's turning, but it won't bring you on. And I've cleared my browser, so that's not it. So just okay, yeah, there too, or both here. Okay, can you call me back because you're not showing up? Uh, okay, thank you. All right, so folks, I apologize for that. I'm sure that's going to be recorded on our uh, soundtrack here, or live, because we are live, and that's how we do things. And I have no clue what's going on here, but uh, we've had some uh, issues lately, and uh, a lot of people have been complaining about that. And uh, I'm not usually one of them, but uh, I'm glad that I've uh, closed my browser and I've got everything down. So all I'm doing is waiting on uh, Janet to show back up because it won't open her. Uh, line at all, and uh, I could say help to uh, back tomorrow. So Marilyn's gone with Blog Talk Radio. Where she says she'll be back tomorrow. So send a message. Okay, okay. Cannot open my guest uh, tonight, and uh, it's sort of important because uh, she was here. And now it won't open up. She went to get the gentleman that she wanted to bring on, Dan Cooper. And I've notified, you'll be notified here by email. So uh, without uh, New York uh, helping me here, I'm sort of on my own. And uh, I enjoy, this has been a great tool for radio shows and for archiving purposes and saving them all. And then I also put them on, uh, okay, so... It's not happening, huh? Well, okay, I'll call you back, call back in. All right, I'll have to call back into my own show, okay. Okay, folks, we'll be back in a moment, okay.
Well, this still isn't working. Are you back, TJ? I am. Yay. Thank you. Yes. All right, folks. I'm not sure why this word problem, but I see uh, our guest is here. So how, I don't know how many minutes that is. I can go back and edit and delete out, but I'll make a note of that, Janet, whatever time it is. We got 143 left, so well, we may uh, be a little short this time. So, uh, Janet, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and then I'll bring on Dan Cooper. Can you hear me? Can you yes. hear me? Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So I navigated away from the page. Ah, where is it? Okay, here it is. Well, just you're, okay. you're being. A, oh, you wanted. To, can you, you hear me? yourself. Yes, you introduce yourself. I'm careless, and I'm uh, co-host for Teresa J. Morris. We are simulcasting on uh, the uh, T.J. Morris ET, ET Radio Show and Aquarian Radio. System and uh, our guest is Dan Cooper. So Teresa J. Morris, Janet Karen Lesson, and Dan Cooper, and we're going to be talking about his involvement in this military, U.S. military secret space program. And he was a warrior class, and he's going to tell us about how he has had his 20 in back stint in the Dark Fleet, and uh, of course the Dark Fleet and all that became uh, it's very popular now. Start with Corey Good and the uh, secret space program super soldiers, and a lot of them are genetically engineered. I don't want to go into a long um, entry because we uh, are late, so let's just bring on Dan and let him tell us about himself and his um, involvement in the secret space program. Okay, oh, Dan, good. Ahmed, are you there? Ahmed must be helping us. Ahmed, are you yeah, helping good. us? Ahmed? All right. Well, Dan, uh, Ahmed, let's hear if Dan's yeah. here. Dan? Dan, can you hear us? Okay, Dan. I can hear you guys good. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes. Yes. So go ahead, Dan, and tell us about yourself. and your. We have a fuzzy program. Okay, that's good. Well, first of all, currently. Is it Teresa? Yeah, it's Teresa. Yeah, you remember me. Hi. Oh, I love the accent. And, um, the Texas, is it a Texas girl or a, or a well, well, never mind. Anyway, so yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm currently an inventor. It's Southern. I, I invent. What state? I was born in Louisiana, raised in Houston, Texas. Oh, that was it. Okay, that's where it comes from. Right. Okay. So currently I invent. Trace, I invent, I invent. I'm an inventor. I invent free energy generators, motors, and engines, and uh, 
and and because uh, I've been able to invent those devices and patent them, um, I can I can press for their release into uh, the public. Most of the time, all of the inventors that we'll go into the dark part real soon, but it's important to understand I am currently engaged in in working hard to save humanity from the slavery that um, the Eisenhower administrator, uh, administration sold us into uh, for technology. But And so I'm trying to reverse that, and the only way I can do that is to invent the technology and to push for its uh, release. Most of the inventors who do this, who ever get to this level of uh, development, uh, to be able to invent free energy generators, free energy motors or engines, or to be able to even develop in the six and seven forces, the higher forces, the, uh, the U.S. military or the U.S. government grabs them up, or the governments they're working for, they grab them up and they pigeonhole them. They put them in a lab. They let them invent like crazy for the military. It's all secret. They sign contracts. They get paychecks, and then we never hear from them again. And then those devices never get, uh, um, they never get out into the public. But I'm different because they can't bribe me, and they also can't stop me from doing this because – I served 20 years in the United States military secret space program, specifically in the Dark Fleet Elite Forces. And I was a super soldier and a great warrior for the United States that won many battles, so they can't stop me from doing what I'm doing. And they can't pay me to stop. So they have to play tricks like they're doing on the radio show here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you made it And yeah, we have yeah. a little or, trouble or, getting or, on. Or they'll bring on a CIA agent like uh, Bronco Belichewski, who was my controller since 96. Basically, the CIA has a branch called Division. They actually call themselves the Division. You know, you have oh. the agency, which is the CIA, and then you have the company. Yeah, I know, Teresa, you know this stuff. And you also know who's <laughs> on Nah, I don't know. <laughs> so you know I'm real. I'm hearing you it have for the first time. <laughs> anyway, we'll go on to that. Okay, so the Division... Uh, is made up of the CIA agents who are – they have many functions, but one of their main functions is they babysit super soldiers that come back. And oh, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, they're babysitting. They're babysitting. Know that. They're babysitting. Oh. they got to keep us out of trouble. they got to keep us from not getting noticed, you know, letting our superpowers out. They, you know, we're not supposed to get noticed, and we're supposed, they're supposed to keep us out of trouble. They're supposed to protect us from harm because we're supposed to have – you know, that was the agreement. That we're supposed to have a nice life. Even though they don't give us paychecks because they don't want us to make enough money uh, to become uh, very wealthy and then to have power. Um, and so they have very specific assignments, but really they're, they're there basically to babysit. And a lot of them, they befriend you over many years. My, uh, uh, um, my controller, Bronco Belichetti, was a two-star general in the CIA. He retired a three-star general. In, no, I'm sorry. He got his third star uh, about 15 years into his uh, – uh, his work with me, I was only one of the super soldiers he was babysitting, uh, but we became very close over the 20 years that he babysitted me. He started in 96. That's when I started to get noticed, and so that's when they come on to you, and they, and they try to make sure you don't um, gain any power on this on this planet. Uh, in, in my particular case, I was winning a bunch of lawsuits against the United States government, and so they had to step in and stop me from doing that, but that's a long story. I'm not going to go into the details. Anyway, they call themselves the division, and they have many tells. These particular agents, they have many tells. One of the tells is Bronco. He was an expert at uh, flip, in the flip of a switch. He could go from extremely intelligent, just like you, Teresa, extremely <laughs> intelligent conversation to 
total autism, autism, autistic. He would he would go completely autistic, like like in the flip of a switch. He'd take his tie off and tie it around the top of his head like Rambo, and he'd go completely autistic. And I saw him do that like a number of times. And and it was like, and it's a real tell of these particular ages. And I think we ran across one recently, wasn't that on your show, Janet? Yeah, we did. We ran across one of the ages. Really? No, I, I don't want to mention names. Don't want to mention names, Agent? please. Don't insult people. Oh, okay. We won't do that. We'll just say I'm slightly with that show. Um, and when they go full blown autistic, it's a real tell. You know, hey, that's the vision. That's 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 a secret thing for our FBI agent. And 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 they they're like extremely intelligent, highly uh, uh, um, uh, accomplished. Uh, one just one of the training. Uh, I'll just give you one of the training scenarios for Bronco Belichewski. They put him in with a 50-team a uh, um, Marine group, and then they had him surrounded by 200 Viet Cong so he could get experience in combat, real combat in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was one of his training exercises. So these people are very, very – they're the top. They're the elite of the CIA. And they're babysitting – well, one of their functions is they babysit super soldiers. Anyway, I could tell you a lot of stories about Bronco because – he knew that his 40 years in the his 40 years uh, um, illustrious career in the CIA would would be forgotten. So he told me a lot, so that I would remember his story. He said, "Man, you have perfect memory, and I want you to remember my story because I want you to tell it." So a lot of these people wow. who perform these uh, great great activities for the United States, their hit their entire record is being buried. All the secret soldiers, we don't know who they are. Then they come back with no memories. But Bronco, he had his memories, and he gave me a lot of information about the secret space program, a lot of details. Over over the 20 years that he was my, he died in 2014. They invited me to his funeral. I couldn't go. Uh, wow. But a great, great man, a really great man, and uh, and a a real long story to tell. I mean, I really love these people. And you, man, anybody who can go full autistic on the flip of a switch, that takes time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> well, Dan's great. Dan's great. He yeah. tells it like it is because he's lived it, yeah, you know, and, and you and I've lived it, so. <laughs> duh. I just go duh a lot, so I'm laughing my head off because I do know that there's times when I sound extremely intelligent and other times I'm dumb as a rock. So I always wondered what that was. <laughs> Are you saying there's you're saying I'm controlling it or my higher self is controlling it or you're not talking about me at all? <laughs> no, no, not you, Teresa. Oh no, we've never seen you go full blown autistic. In, in a flip true. of a switch. Take off your tie and tie it around your head, act like Rambo. Oh, I haven't this, done this that. A, no, no, but this is. But I've seen Bronco used to do that many times. I've seen him do that to people when he when he want, when he doesn't want to be pinned down or he wants to um, pull a trick or something. I, I, there, I, I'll give you all the incidents he did it over the twenty years that he was with me. But but he was showing me these things because he was showing me how they trained division, how they trained the division of the CIA personnel. The division in the CIA well, is secret space that? program. I'm sorry, how what? How do they do that? How do they do that? Are you saying – because I, I thought it was some kind of serum or something. No? No, 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 no. No, no, he told me they're, they, they're trained. They're, they're trained by uh, uh, psychologists over years. It's a lot of Are training. It's a lot of training. 
turning it on and on. I, I, I know I feel that way a lot, but I don't know what causes it. All of a sudden, I feel blocked by a outside force, oh, no. and I'm like stumbling over my tongue. No, he did, or it, on no, he did it on purpose. It's a strategic move. It, it's not something he does by accident. It's but a and could it be like people get zapped or a switch that is externally controlled? You know, like they'd make the um, uh, Manchurian candidates, right? They, they subparse no. the brain and Our fracture. Satellite. No, no after he would do that, they would discuss why he did that. And he, said it. he did it more than 10 times to 10 different people. And we would, I would sit down and say, why did you do that? What was the strategic purpose behind it? It's a chess move. These guys are brilliant people. They're brilliant strategists, and 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 and, uh, and they're they're uh, and they are trained how to do that specific thing because they're not they don't want to be pinned down, they don't want to testify, you know, they they want to perform acts as a crazy person. They have different strategic reasons for doing it, but it has nothing to do with any outside influence. It is a is a talent that they teach all the division personnel in the CIA. Wow. Okay. Not all, probably just the Vinox, right? Are those in the field? You're right. You're right, Teresa. Oh, I don't need to be right, but thank you. Yeah, I, I can imagine <laughs> a lot of people working in the office doing that, you know, but uh, I don't know. There's various levels of existence inside the CIA. You know what I'm saying? So not everybody, you know, the yeah. NSA, they're yeah. all sitting behind desks pretty much. There are very few field ops. Well, I don't know. I've seen some in the field come have lunch yeah. with me, so I, I better shut up about that, and, too. So I don't know. NSA has, I just... secret space program. <laughs> NSA has their own secret space program uh, uh, contingents. I've dealt with them. Uh, their agents recently, I uh, can't tell you that name. Uh, Bronco wanted me to tell you his name. He asked me to relate his history. So, But I can't tell you about current agents in the NSA. I can tell you okay. of their activities. I know that the, CIA, that the CIA is secret space program and that I know NSA is secret space program because I have personal knowledge. Well, have you been to D.C. or have you been to Maryland at all? No. Well, yeah, I did a long time ago when I was younger. Yeah, I was in Maryland. Sure. But, oh, did you go by Maryland? No, on this, on this timeline, I didn't go in. I didn't spend it. Uh, no, no, on this timeline, I didn't join the military. Oh, I, we're I, by the timeline. way, Bronco. Ooh, we got this Bronco cyberspace. Drafted, yeah, the Bronco drafted me um, to perform uh, legal um, um, legal cases for the CIA, and I was told I performed 83 cases, 83 legal cases. I uh, I never counted. They said you did 83, you won them all, and they were all considered impossible. Um, no, no attorney could figure it out, but we had to win them. They were important for the United States, and you won every single one of them. Wow. Was that wow. because you were doing discovery and paperwork, or, or tell us how that worked? No, what uh, you were doing? I got no. I got noticed because I was suing government in '96, and I was immediately, you know, um, very successful at it, which is why they assigned the controller on me to keep me out of trouble and to keep me uh, from getting noticed. So they wanted to divide my attention, and so they gave me work. They gave me. They gave me cases, but the cases were impossible to win and they never had any an easy case. It was always really hard. And and, and then every time it was we have to win this, we have to win this. It's so important in the United States and this is why it's important in the United States. So I won them. Okay. And it kept me out of what was your location? 
in 3D. Oh, I'm in Yucca Valley. I was in Yucca Valley, California the whole time. I'm still here. Well, you have an accent. So, so is that Californian accent? Correct. Like so, Dan, that. Dan, did you win because you're genetically enhanced and super intelligent? <clears throat> yeah, what made you so smart that you could strategize and figure out yeah. complicated so, lawsuits that nobody else could? Yeah, when uh, the genetically when they genetically engineered the super soldiers, uh, the first batch were actually Nazis. The Nazis were the first one that did the genetic engineering from the Gray's technology. And so the very first mm-hmm. batches of genetic engineered super soldiers were Nazis. And they gave them too much too much intelligence, too much um, too much. And they went con. That, that's a true story, by the way, that, that whole con, that whole group. Bonnie Bay and the con. Um, you mean, uh, you you mean the, um, the Star Trek episode of what was it right. called? Um, call, the Wrath of Khan. So you're saying yeah, K H J N. Okay. Right. And we, so it's called Going Khan. And so they realized that well, uh, they that the they wanted us to have genetic enhancements, which is basically our our suits, our our, our robotic suits uh, and chemicals. But they wanted us to, to be genetically engineered to be a little faster, a little smarter, and a little stronger than the average bear. And then they would train us with exceptional skills, and then the suits would take over. So when they returned us, we couldn't go con on society. And that's why they send uh, that's why they send controllers on us to make sure we stay out of trouble. But we still are we still are given those inherent abilities. And my inherent abilities and my memory capability and my strategic ability to be able to use all use all those. Uh, Cases I could memorize thousands of cases and put them all together and write a paper within a half hour. Those are abilities oh, wow. that are genetically engineered. Those were genetically engineered abilities. They still take time to hone. You still have to work. It's not. It doesn't just come natural. You just still have right. to read the cases. You still right. have to write the paper. But you have the ability so, to pull it together like nobody else can. Right, which is uh, which is why I became a, a great inventor very quickly because I do the same thing in inventing. Mm-hmm. I read thousands of articles and thousands of patents, memorize them all, and then I and then I then I invent. What is your IQ? Do you know your IQ? Nope, they wouldn't. They wouldn't tell us, and they don't let us become tested. They fabricate the test. They don't ever want anybody to find out. I had to say, I, I never connected this, but when I went to, um, and when I was in high school, I asked my IQ, and they said, we're not going to tell you. Right. I go, why? Now you get it. Yeah, now I understand. <laughs> now <you're>, okay. <laughs> All right. TJ, did they tell you yeah. your IQ? Uh, I was recorded uh, in the 20s, 159, but then it went up to uh, me and another guy because he was so important. <laughs> To some other guy, we we both tested at 186. So uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know he and this me and this other guy had to be retested. But once I knew I was competing, <laughs> I uh, I decided I'd try. <laughs> so it went up, but I don't think it counts for anything. I think that's just people no. doing tests. I know once I got hurt. And uh, broke my neck and back, it came down. So, and that's mm-hmm. because I asked to be retested by psychiatrists and psychologists or whatever they are. I don't guess he was a psychiatrist. I think it was for my own neuro. It's my neuro, what they call it. You know, when they put you back together and work on your neck and stuff, 
after my rehab, I wanted to know where my brain was. And they said I wasn't really hurt, but they could tell from my testing I must have been really, really extremely smart because I was off the charts <laughs> when they gave me tests. They're like, well, you must have been really, really smart because you're off the charts now. If you think you're dull now, I was like, well, good. Okay. So that made mm-hmm. me feel better. So uh, I don't good. think. I guess it depends on who's testing and what tests they're using, doesn't it, Dan? I mean, the yeah, 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 but but they but but they would go back and and uh, change the test on the super soldiers because they didn't want us mm. recognized. But they, oh, I see. Uh, yeah. Well, I know that I was, that they told me what Einstein's was because I wanted a comparison because I'd never been tested. I don't know what they were talking about. But I knew I was tested all the time in school, in elementary school in Louisiana, where I went to, uh, you know, those those tests. And my granddaughter just had one, too, something to do with the regional state and all that, you know, so that's in schools. But uh, you're right. saying that once you graduated school, because a lot of, uh, you know, Karen Patrick, uh, Jean, it likes to talk about, mm-hmm. and so does Brett. With their friends at Ken R. Johnston, they used to come on our radio shows years ago. But uh, they talk about children in school and how many were chosen. And I sometimes wonder about that because uh, I was later recruited as a president, CEO of a nonprofit called uh, Oh, there it goes! Wow, there it went. There's a brain. Anyway, I, was trained, I, I was trained at the Memphis Hilton uh, to be president. CEO was put in front of a lot of people. And uh, it, unbeknownst to me, I became part of the uh, show. You know, there's about probably 50 to 100 CEOs there. But I had to keep these people from arguing at a table, and I couldn't do it because they were told to keep arguing. You know, they were all big shots too. But uh, I was sort of surprised because later on, I wind up years later, like, uh, God, f- 10 or 15 years later maybe, at the same hotel, and I'm at the conference. And I'm on the paranormal panel, and uh, I was shocked. It one thing had nothing to do with the other. TJ, you know, one TJ, what? TJ, we have a shortened show, so let's let's keep focused on Dan so he gets his story out because uh, we have a much shortened show. But yeah, so what okay. the, what you're saying is they 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 kids get re, a lot of these people get recruited as children. You're breaking up. I wanted to go back to how Dan got started. He was actually um, taken into the program at what age? Because, yes, it's true. They take selected children no, at very I, young ages. No, no, no. No, no, no. I was genetically engineered with, right. in a test tube. I wasn't taken in at any age. I was made. Right. But other okay. people are they have normal lives and then they get recruited, Dan. So yes, they start people in the secret space program or the secret military at very young age. Some are you're the only one I know that had complete knowledge, but the late Cynthia Crawford had awareness that she was planted into her mother's uh womb uh alongside That's her it. twin sister who was not genetically altered. She was, and her father confessed to her before he passed because he was dying and um, he said yes you were you know created uh, through a program he said that they had a ship off the coast of Korea where they did the genetic engineering and um, you know he volunteered his wife 
so I guess your dad and your um, volunteered his wife, or did they both make this uh, decision to have no, you no. put into my, my the will? Mother, my mother did not make the decision, but the wives on the base would talk to each other, and they were aware of what was going on. They did. They weren't aware of the depth of what was going on, but they were aware that their children were being used by the U.S. Air Force. Right, but All they didn't the know their children were genetically different. No, no. Now, my father my father clearly knew. He told me when I was 13. He clearly knew. Right. Clearly. Not only did what he did know, know, he was, he was, he he was a secret space program. My father was a secret space program photographer. Okay. He took pictures right. of the generals. Good. He took pictures of the super soldiers. He took pictures of the doctors. He took pictures of the aliens. When disclosure comes out, a lot of the pictures you're going to see and a lot of the films you're going to see are my father. As Great. a photographer, or by your yep. father? No, yeah, my he was recording the history. He was he was for documenting them. for the Correct. secret space program what was going on. So the, so Dan has a lot of photos and there's some you know that yet to be revealed. But yes. They were, they were all, all they all were three. all documenting. All that stuff was being documented for disclosure. Oh, okay, ah. that's a key. So they're pl- they planned they on disclosure it all for, from the start. Disclosure. They're keeping okay. all the photos and films for full disclosure. And my father made a lot of them. Wonderful. My custodial, my custodial father. Only some of the genes were his. Right, and that's an important fact to take note of. They can use genes, DNA, from your genetic, I mean, from your custodial parents. Now, when right. the mother carries, some of her mitochondrial DNA goes into the fetus, but she right. may have been the egg. They harvested the egg to right. use. They were put so into they, her they implanted a fetus, or did they implant, implant semen? What do you No, they they what do you implant know? the semen in, in, into the eggs, and they select the eggs, and then they and then they and 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 uh, they 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 didn't take the eggs out of the mother. They they put the semen directly into the egg. They select which eggs. It's a whole. This is highly advanced gray technology. Right. So, so they harvest the eggs. So your mother your mother was taken and put under, and they harvested her eggs, and then they. No. They actually no. They actually put the semen right into a special egg, the one that they select that's in her. They don't take them out of her. They don't have to remove them. Okay, I was in the in vitro no. program as a human being, so they don't have to take it out. They know they can go. Um, okay, they can go probably inner. Um, they, no, they they select which egg. They know they know which egg they want, and then they and they put and they put the sperm into that egg. Right, I got it. Okay. And they did that with you and your two brothers. Correct. My twin brother, David, we were the twin program, and we led the uh, a team of 16, a squad of 16. David was sergeant, and I was the corporal, and we led that team through many battles, 16 super soldiers, all dark fleet. Oh, I'm, I'm we not familiar spe- with we the were, dark we were, spe- we were a special squad. What is the dark fleet? Okay, oh, go ahead, David. Uh, dar- go ahead. Uh, Dark, Dark Fleet was the contingent that traveled with the Draco, and um, uh, we we basically assisted the Draco in many of their uh, engagements. But we also uh, 
we were firefighters too, meaning we would put a lot of, of uh, fires in the different colonies and the different bases throughout the galaxy. We, we have hundreds and hundreds of bases and colonies throughout the galaxy all over the place, and it just keeps growing. The United States really, really went crazy when they, when they, I mean, they just went wild. <clears throat> and you would too. When did they start country. these colonies? What was it? Uh, the 19th century, they, uh, 20th century, 21st century? Oh uh, no, the German, the Germans started. Uh, I believe it was in in 27. They got, they bought the six fours from Nikola Tesla. Uh, they're the ones that perfected the. Uh, uh, the electricity generator, free energy generator that was necessary to get on board. The German scientists did that. I don't know the name yet. I'm going to find out one day. Uh, in 1929, they did the first Warp 1 ship, and they landed on the moon. And everything that Corey told you about what they did on the moon, everything Randy told you about what they did on the moon, they did. And then they went over to Mars. They did a joint mission with the United States in 1934, which just really pissed off the United States. Um, it was not till 1952 that we had a ceasefire, and the Germans, the Nazis, had given us three of the Warp One flux liner spaceships, uh, very much like the Gray spaceship, uh, but just a lot less advanced, but still Warp One. And they gave us those to reverse engineer and to learn from, and they gave us some engineers, and that was the beginning of the United States, the real United States secret space program began in 1952. The actual treaty with the Nazis was in 1957. The ceasefire was in 52. And what was World War II about, and what was Roswell about? No, World, World War II was World War II was very real. I mean, you know, uh, uh, we were trying to, uh, to defeat the Nazis very quickly uh, uh, before they had before they had developed enough of that technology. They didn't. They weren't developing yeah. it fast enough. But the fact of the matter is, we couldn't oust them from their Antarctic base, and we couldn't oust them from their base in Brazil, and we couldn't oust them from their base in Venezuela, no matter how hard we tried. So we realized eventually they were going to. Beat us because they had the tech and we didn't. Right. And then we sur- and then we surrendered in '52. Well, we didn't surrender totally because um, uh, my commanding officers Hans and Werner, who I had a lot, who actually gave me a lot of information on this timeline when I was a junior and senior in high school, and I was playing water polo in New York Athletic Club. They were the team captains, Hans and Werner, but they were also my commanding officers in Dark Fleet. So they, I learned a lot about the Nazis and what they thought, and, and uh, they, they changed dramatically uh, once they got involved in the, in the intergalactic community, um, uh, interplanetary intergalactic community. Once they got involved, they did change dramatically, and they, and they realized they had to work with the United States, and they needed more people in the program. It wasn't enough. You know, they, they, we need help, and that's why they brought the United States in. So then TJ got recruited in, what was it, 65? As a child, and um, I don't know if you know TJ's story. She ended up uh, operating Gus, which is the Galactic Universal Shuttle, which is the Roswell craft. So, what was that's what I was asking? What was the, the Roswell program about? That was, that obviously was soft disclosure, and that's pro, you know it's like the Rosetta Stone of the modern UFO phenomenon. Um, and then. What part? What faction do you think that TJ was in? TJ, do you want to you want to ask each other a question? Maybe you can figure out what faction that you were in. Because TJ's never seen the Dracos, but she was out. Um, oh. No, and I've seen. No, I'm not familiar with pilots like her. People that were pilots like her went to the farthest regions. They were the they were the furthest explorers. They were the real Star Trek people. You know. William Shatner, Star Trek. Yeah. The ones that went 
the ones that were on the cutting edge and exploratory vessels, that was her. So she wasn't traveling with the Draco. She no, was exploring. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Draco. I was way out yeah. universal. I was in and out of universes. <laughs> right. You know, that sounds I mean, she funny. was out at the very edge, and, and, and that's why she was that kind of pilot, because you couldn't go – you can't go certain places without that kind of piloting. That's how I know she was on the edge. Which well, is pretty awesome, okay. TJ. That's pretty awesome. I got to, I got to work with Tom at the outside of the uh, Andromeda and into Milky Way. So that's yeah. I was called a Betazoid at one time, but they I understood they went into uh, movies or something. But it was because of, I I kept wanting a point of origin as consciousness, and so they gave me Beta and Zeta in the Andromeda, and I only realized that Dan since have actually talked with you because uh, I didn't know how to ask, but Janet, I know, Phil Lang asked me for a point of origin, and the first person that's ever asked me, Janet's never even asked me that, but it came to me, and I found it on uh, Google, believe it or not. I have to find out how to talk in human language, so I found Beta and Zeta, and it made sense to me. I went, well, no wonder I was called a Beta Zoid, but is that a term that was used? Because I have not researched it. Is that well? They had betazoids people... on Star Trek. No. Oh, they call yeah. them M- the program yeah, calls M-Cast. them. I was on radio. The program Ooh. calls them MPAS. 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 Uh-huh. The betazoids are MPAS. That's what I am. Right. You're an MPAS. I just sit. I'm, I shouldn't be saying that on t- radio. I forgot. I'm sorry. I've been. I know I was a truck driver too in this reality. All right, I'm sorry, folks. Apologize for saying the S word, my daughter. All right, I was just shocked because for some reason. It's okay uh, that you're allowed to say the S word. It's not the F word. You are. Okay. Yes, you're allowed to say S word. All right. Well, uh, Dan, I have to be honest. I, I, on one level, I feel like I know everything because I've been out there, out of body, near death, or dead, flying around as consciousness. So I agree with the big toe thing. With Tom Campbell, but on the other hand, I'm working with Ira Pastor and the theory of you know what are we doing and how do we get younger. And uh, my point of, of view has always been out there looking down. So, and it seems to remain so. So what I'm working on is how many of us are there and why is it that that seems to be important? Because I was raised knowing I had two families, one off planet one here just you know hanging around but when i met my husband there was a third level and then when i died another fourth level so i've gone up for years five levels until 1010 when me and janet were talking about zachariah sitchin and we both had a fallout or a death experience at 10 10 10 and then after that i was able to go to sixth and seventh universal levels so it's like russian dolls but trying to find a way to talk to janet has been close to impossible in cooperation because there are no <laughs> words when you're an empath and you, you cognizance. I have to grope for how to speak, and that's right. that's one of the problems of working way out there because you learn things and there's no sound. It's black. And so you're not I mean, using is, language. You're not using language. You're just no. pure intellect and having well, yeah. to put your thoughts into a, a tongue and a mouth and breath in and breath out and you know, we're so we're so slowed down having to use language, so no wonder well, it's hard. But I'm a I'm a communicator. I'm a translator, so that's why well, I, I try to put it into human terms. So go back to Dan. Betazoid, 
are empaths then. Does that mean some humans, because of Gene Roddenberry being with the Enneat Nine, that he shares some intel? What does that mean, Dan, to you? Uh, no, that, that was the, that was actually the uh, the NSA agent of the SSP that I that was my controller recently. He told me that that was very specific soft disclosure, and it was also a poll. Meaning, it was, it was also a what? A poll. They it were was... polling the people of the world to see how many people would really believe that was real. And he said we were very disappointed. It was only thirteen percent. I started laughing. I was uh, amazed. 13, I would say 13%. He said, yeah, we were expecting a lot more. We were very when disappointed. Gene when Gene Roddenberry, did yeah. he write that script, or did you research it for human human? Uh, no, that, that was, most of that work was handed to him by the Secret Space Program. It was intentional what? self-disclosure. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Well, again, right. well, that's, what the NSA, that's what the NSA told me. That's what the NSA told me. I believe them. I don't think it's, it's a lie. Well, I'm not going to – See, uh, I was a I mean, part of that. I've been business. around agents my whole life, so I always thought that also, was you, nice to me. Well, TJ, TJ <laughs> you asked how many personnel are out there in the Secret Space Program today. That was a question I asked of the NSA. And uh, I said, is it 250 million like they uh, – like, um, Corey was saying on Mars, and he said, no, there's not that many on Mars. I said, well, is there 250 million in the whole program all out there? And he didn't say anything. We have a lot of personnel. I mean, a lot of personnel out there in different bases well, all over the galaxy. Well, they're out breeding, aren't they? They're having babies, right? So just look at it right. logically. If we have 100 years of people going out and, and having sex in space and, uh, you know, we we fill up a vacuum. So after World War II, when we lost millions and millions of people, what did we come home and do? We were all screwing like minks, and now we have the baby boomers. And uh, you know, I don't know the stats, but there were how many children were born after we almost uh, extinguished ourselves. So of course, whenever they're going out to the brave new frontier, we we go forth and multiply. So there could be, and plus there's, you know, there. You have the hybrid program, and they're harvesting our sperm and eggs. And, you know, I've been told I have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of children. They like certain DNA, and they can just hybridize them. And, yeah. So, anyway, we don't know. No, no I mean, I mean personnel be, under the command of the United States Secret Space Program. That's, that's what I'm talking about. We have more more than 250 persons, more than 250 million personnel in the United States military secret space program. Well, they probably right. had never get out. So how do you get out? No. You never get no. out, right? That's, no. You just don't. So we just yeah. born, live, no, and die, they, and they, 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 wake they, up again. They, the, the brother told me, he said, once you're in, you're in for life. Well, I wanted to go in. I thought, but see, this is one of my conscious things out there is did I or did I not? So I haven't solved that answer yet. Only God could tell me that. So I'm working on that critical mass mind now with people, but uh, some of the lower levels are worried about me making money at this. And I'm like, well, so far it's cost me thousands in the last seven years to do this stuff. So it's costing me the money or the energy and time that I do this to just try to discover my own research out here. But nobody's paid me any money, folks, to do this. This is my research. So, Dan, how did you get over here to me and Janet? I'm very curious because you sound like you know something. <laughs> He knows well, I know not, quite a bit. TJ. Yeah. I know quite a well, bit. Well, how did you but, wind up? But, 
doing radio with me and her, she and I. Janet had a good feeling about me. Yeah, how did we meet? I forget. I get, I get so many people. Uh, you were looking at my me. comments, Doctor. You were looking at my comments on Mike's solid site, and and you 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 thought you you could feel that's real. That person's real. I do. I I do. And you know, I think I'm being guided. Um, you know, before the internet, I used to go down to the bookstore and just wave my hands and say, "What am I supposed to read?" And the book would, my hand would touch the book. I'd open the the book. I, it would fall up into the page I needed. So that was some kind of ability I've had. So I do that now. Tdrs goes. How do you find these people? I go, well, I just uh, I just use my AI, and it, it leads me to them. So that's how it happened with you, Dan. I was led to you. Um, yes. So because we're supposed to meet, and this is supposed to happen, and this is disclosure, yes. what we're talking about. And, you know, move over Corey Good. <laughs> move over Emerson yeah, Smith. I, I, because I, br- I bring it up to a next, the next level, which is – because I am a real inventor and I have real patents and they're really being reviewed and I really am doing this, uh, I'm not just giving you testimony. I am engaging in saving humanity. Well, Jan mentioned you may be Are you going over to uh, Huntsville? I've been to Huntsville several times but uh, and through there, but you're going over to Huntsville to work with NASA or not? Is that independent? contract stuff just for you personally or are you allowed to mention anything about your patents or whatever you're it's talking independent. about well, I can mention patents of course I patent free energy generator free energy generators motors and engines that run off they've just run off of magnetic energy that that's pulled through the ether so they don't require refueling they don't require recharging they just keep running for 30 years straight non-stop that's just how that's how long the components last uh and, and as far as Huntsville goes I've I'm being invited out there. They're little. They don't like the fact that I'm that I'm revealing my um, my history. They don't like the fact I'm becoming a, a radio personality and a um, what do you call it? Um, the exopolitical a political uh-huh. activist. Exopolitical activist. That would be a better right. way to describe an exopolitical activist. I am an exopolitical scientist. I graduated in political scientist. I engaged in political scientists for political science for the United States. It was the Reagan administration that had me uh, uh, convince China and teach China how to do business. That was the Reagan administration and the Secret Space Program that ha- that asked me to do that, and I did it for them in 1985 successfully. Um, wow, that's when I got it, rehired. That's exactly yeah, it. And TJ worked, for, TJ worked and with Reagan, developing. and her husband worked with Reagan. So you, you may have crossed paths before. Men in black. Yeah, I worked for the men in black because they didn't ever tell me who they were. Yeah. yeah, they're they're the ones they're the ones that they're the ones that brought the finance minister of China to me to educate. Uh, they didn't tell me it was the finance minister. It happened in the uh, uh, it was a master's course in Soviet studies, and it was led by Dr. Thomas. Dr. Thomas is still teaching at the University of Colorado. Uh, he teaches Chinese studies now. Uh, go figure. Um, so they brought the Chinese finance minister in there specifically for me to instruct on business because I was graduating with two degrees in three years, accelerated learning capacity, uh, two four-year degrees in three years, uh, one in uh, political science and one in um, – I had a bachelor of science in business. And that's what I told the finance minister. He said, you have to send the very best over to Harvard University's business school. And that's exactly what he did the very next month. 
and that guy is now very popular, uh, and I can give you his profile. That guy that they sent there to study from Harvard Business School, all right, uh, they followed every one of my instructions. At the end of the uh, three-hour lecture, I was lecturing the finance minister. At the end of the three-hour lecture, the finance minister said to me, he said, no one's ever talked to me like that in my whole life. Matt. No one ever has, has talked to me. I've basically chewing him out for three hours straight. And uh, he was compl- totally blown away. He says, you're not with the United States government. I said, uh, no. And I said, that's why I chewed you out, so you would know I'm not here to kiss your ass. I'm here to teach you. And uh, I said, should I apologize? And he said, oh, no, no, Mr. Cooper, please don't apologize. Xi Jinping was there. He was there. Oh, the president, Xi well, Jinping, was there is uh, the guy at, that was at your college course? No, yep, Xi Jinping is was, the president of China. China. Oh, yeah. Is he current or is he? I'm who's sorry. The president what? of China. Who's the current president? I'm very ignorant. Xi Jinping. The very guy that was there with the finance minister. Wow. Weird. My husband knew the emperor of China, and he went up and stayed on one of those mountains where they're all real secret. You know, they do all the. But they hit him out there for some uh, spy shit he was doing. Oops, I said that word again. Damn it. I must That's be in, okay. You're not to say I must that. be in a bad mood. I don't know what is wrong with me. I'm down in my lower truck driving level of existence. How do you bring people up to a higher level? Do you have any clues? Because, you know, I have to deal with people on a regular basis, and some of these Facebook people that aren't real, I'm, I'm dealing with people that wanted to take over my UFO groups, and the girl didn't even use her real name but told me in Janet. So uh, I'm not making any names, but they're getting on other radio shows and talking about other stuff. So they're blocking us and stuff. So is there social media wars going on in this UFO association stuff that you're aware of, Dan? Because uh, yeah, you don't see, do much secret. Media. Go ahead. The secret space program, has, they are always trying to uh, control, the, control the narrative. And they have a number of people um, – that that are in the um, alternative media and the uh, ufologist uh, group and also the exopolitical group. They have a number of people that they've infiltrated, um, and so they can control the narrative in in their direction, the way they want disclosure to go, not the way we want disclosure to go, but the way they want disclosure to go. That's why they control the narrative, and they and they've infiltrated every group very heavily. So where do they want the narrative every, to go? What is, what is their agenda? They they think they're they going to be able to take down the. They think they're going to be able to take down the outer barrier and deliver us all to different planets because we were sold as slaves for the technology. Um, and they believe they're going to make they're going to be able. They keep telling the people that they uh, that they're communicating with their, uh, the the spirit being allowed us to communicate uh, with uh, the 900 uh, different uh, planets that we have uh, relationships with and that we sold that they sold us all to. Um, and they communicate, oh, sure, sure, we deliver, don't worry, we'll get that barrier down. No, we're never going to be able to get that barrier down. Spirit beings, no one's ever been able to take down a spirit being barrier. So tell us about the barrier. When did it go up and who who corrected it? What was the reason? Because our listeners may not know what you're talking <clears throat> about. Let's back up a little bit. Oh, explain. It's, a, it's, a, it's a force field that's around our entire solar system, and we call it the outer barrier. The original barriers were there was a there was a – a barrier, a force field put around our, our planet, and a force, two of them went in, in uh, December 5th, 19, 2014. December 5th, 2014, the 
the two barriers went around, around Earth and, and, and around our entire solar system. And nobody could go in and out. Nobody can, can get through this particular force field because it's made of a, it's made of the eighth force, and nothing can penetrate the eighth force unless they approve it. So you have to ask for permission to go through the barrier. And, and to go through the barrier, if you ask the spear beings, the spear beings are five groups of aliens. And they control and they control the outer barrier. They they control the eighth force. They're administrators of the eighth force, um, and that, that's what this that's the highest energy form there is. Nothing can penetrate it. Um, nothing can defeat it. Anyway, um, so this so is what Corey Good was bringing to to the uh, table, and what he's saying is accurate. At least that part of his story is accurate. Yeah, except um, except now he's claiming they took it down and they didn't take it down. Okay, so what's that about? Why is he saying they take it? They took it down if they had to take it down. Is he getting uh, you know, a lot of information? Uh, yeah, a lot of these people—they're either going along with the secret space program uh, narrative, and they sort of go along with it because they don't want to be, you know, uh, uh, thrown off, uh, thrown off the island. Uh, the island, the island yeah. they're, you know, they're in the yeah. Um, well, and then it, a lot it, of them are also. It started them for them because now they're getting invited to all the conferences, and at all the conferences right. they're they're yeah, directing so the, the narrative. Space, yeah, yeah. So the secret space program comes in and says, "Well, can you say the barriers down for us?" And yeah, sure, sure, sure. But it's not down, and they can't deliver us. How do you know it's not down? <clears throat> There's a number of indicators. Um, There's just there's just a lot of different indicators that that uh, they're not stopping me from doing what I'm doing. Uh, they're not stopping other people in oh Huntsville from doing this particular thing. There are a number of scientists in Huntsville that want to develop the six and seven forces, and they've been suppressed from doing that, even though they've invented the six and seven forces, and they've been suppressed, and they've been they've been lobbying for 30 years to be allowed to work on it. Oh, the NASA people know that that NASA is just a big snow job. Everybody everybody who's anybody in NASA knows NASA is a snow job. Everybody. Because they're the top scientists, and they know better. They know better. They know rocks is a joke. They all know that. They know well, the results are real. Know. They know every scientist with anybody in NASA knows the six and seven forces are real. What are the six and well, seven forces saying, to our listeners? They keep saying, please let us work on it. Please let us work on it. Please let us work uh-huh. on free energy generators. They all know the free energy generators are real, every one of them. Mm-hmm. And they well, beg, they keep begging, the back they keep begging their, their NASA officers, please let us work on it. Please let us work on it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, now they're letting them work on it. Now they are. Okay. That's an indicator so, that the barrier is still there. Oh, okay. Oh, James, he did talk to him about that. There are other indicators. They let They let the Chinese publish the photos of the moon. Mm-hmm. Particularly yeah. the glass domes, the lakes and the rivers and the streams, and they keep they keep posting those photos. The Chinese and the secret space program lets them do that. These are indicators. Okay, cool. Are they doing it in the United States? North uh, because uh, how does Zuckerberg fit into all this? Because he just went on air yesterday. Was it thirtieth? Was that yesterday or day before yesterday? It was thirtieth. You're going to have to catch me up on that one, TJ. What did Zuckerberg say? 
Oh no, what he did just he introduced say? his private. He's no, his private thing. He's going into the private thing. I just wondered, but of the control, you know, we have uh, the A field, and then the Akashic and the consciousness and the zero point energy. But I was wondering if you've heard anything about uh, Zuckerberg because of the. Uh, no, so what, did, what did Zuckerberg had. say? We missed. We missed what Zuckerberg said. No, what did he's just he going say? back into private. He's just going back, reversing. You know, he went out to the all-encompassing, you know, the universe, and we're going to connect the whole com- the whole world. But at the same time, he's just saying that we're going to go back down and that people have a right to privatized information now that it's all out anyway. But, uh, you know, because I got one of those emails from uh, them, we'll just say Facebook and their investors or whatever, from that company in uh, UK, you know, the one off that gave the, the information. Off to the stars. Off, off to the stars, to the no. Stars Academy, no, no. Anyway, no. We're talking about the the development of the technologies, but you're talking about the social network systems. Yeah, I'm talking about. But the ner- it's all about controlling nerve. information. Controlling Lower level information. people, the people that don't know or have access direct, they do, but they don't. And if they can't get to the A field, the critical mass mind consciousness, and the knowledge and information that we can all share. Some call it speaking, I guess, prayers and, and getting, what's that, meditation, prayer sending and worship. No, what do they call it? Prayer and, and meditation. Prayer sending information and meditation is supposed to be nothing or one with consciousness. But They're receiving. You when just, you get you just data, so. Right. Mm-hmm. The data, if uh, people can't get data direct and they're still in the uh, old paradigm of the Roman, uh, you know, Render unto Caesars is uh, so is uh, Zuckerberg like a Caesar is because he's controlling the narrative with the data communication, not meaning ugly, it's just truth. With uh, him and Google, there's Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and uh, let's see, Google. Anyway, I'm not sure where he fits in with the technologies for space, but well, that's what um, I'm asking, Dan. Dan, are you yeah. up? Because all of it, but all of it is space. Uh, all of it's data. All of it's data mining. All how do they of it communicate? Is how do they communicate in space, Dan? What do they? What's their? And, and uh, you've had space communication. What do they do to communicate between planets? They're not using the internet. Spooky action at a distance. Say that again. Look it up. Spooky action at a distance. S P O O K Y. Spooky. That's just two places at one time. That's just two no, places No, that's real technology. You can look it up. Okay, I'm Googling it right now. I can't believe you don't. Okay, you so Google explain it, what that is. Uh, okay, so um, if, you, if, if you move a molecule, certain kind of molecule, if you move a molecule here, it moves anywhere in the universe instantly. Oh, that's, and we that's communicate. Well, that's we a, communicate with. We communicate with that phenomenon. But what's that got to do with Zuckerberg? That's just. That's just reality. That's our. That's that's you, typical. Well, Zuckerberg's yeah, not going to space, is he? Or I mean, is he kind of limited here? Is he? Is he taking off with? Uh, you know, what is the, There's the, there's different levels of space programs. You know. Is he going to be involved in this? Does he have? Did he win a lotto ticket to go 
wherever they're going to go if the, if the whole thing collapses? You know, is he one of them? Is he on the ins or the no. outs? No, we're all being sold on his play. There's, there's nobody yeah, so he's just another play. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Steve Jobs is, Jobs is dead, or Job, Jobs, whatever his name was. You know, these people are, yeah, Jobs is dead, and so, you know, and he was shocked that he was dead, but he he created the iPhone, and everybody's using the iPhone. But the the secret space program, they have technology way beyond any of this stuff that we have, the Internet. That's just, this is antiquated technology for what they're doing. Well, let me yeah, understand they, they this. If you're, gonna bring up, if you're gonna bring up like uh, quantum physics or quantum entanglement, do you believe that that's faster than the speed of light? Because at one time I was involved in experiments faster than the speed of light. So that's correct. Faster. Okay. So okay, slow down, TJ. Slow down, TJ. Think about it. Okay. Everybody know. Everybody knows this equation. E equals m c squared. Energy equals mass times the speed of light squared. The speed of light times the speed of light. That means mass can be moved at the speed of light times the speed of light. 186,000 miles per second times 186,000 miles per second. So, yeah, we can go faster than the speed of light. We can go as fast as the speed of light times the speed of light. Well, are you, have you been using tachyons? Because I was using them back in the 80s, and that was what I was told to concentrate on to help people that believed in, you know, Einstein. So the Chinese physicists still measure speed of light by spookier action at a distance, but that was coined by Einstein, right? So what are you going to do with uh, people that in today's time? Are you helping with this uh, communication paradox faster than the speed of light? You think with what you do, maybe. <laughs> I don't. I don't work on. I don't work on communication systems. Uh, although I've recently been quizzed about the knowledge in that regard. Everybody keeps quizzing me about the knowledge in that regard. Um, but it's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, you sound like you know, you know I, stuff. <laughs> you can well, speak I, I English. Do, I, I mean, I mean, the, I mean the, the, NASA, the NASA scientists who are interviewing me. They want to know how much I know. And they ask those very same questions. Uh, but mostly I work on free energy generators. They want me to work in the six to seven forces, uh, which I discovered on my own. I'm like, uh, there's only five people in the um, humanoids on on. They know about the eighth and ninth. So you're working on six and seven. No, six and seven. Uh, I also know the eighth. I'm the only one that's ever derived the eighth, well, except for Marilyn Houston's group. Uh, but I am, I'm the second person to independently derive the eighth. I'm the fifth person ever derived the sixth and the seventh. Independently. <laughs> All of my own. No one taught it to me. No one taught it to me. Nobody taught you that you could think faster than the speed of light? <laughs> you seem convinced. Can you explain what the, uh, the, the six, seven, and eight forces are, Dan? Because a lot of and our collaborators what that is. Uh, well, Can you explain the that, Dan? Forces- you understand the fixed force. It's a, it's a lot like magnetic energy, only uh, the, its density or power density is exponentially greater, magnitude and a half greater than magnetic energy in its purest form. Uh, that's why they call it the sixth force, magnetic energy the fifth force. Um, 
the the primary thing that you do with the six force initially is anti-gravity. That's warp one. That's the, the first warp one ships. That's why they call it the the flux liner and the uh, model T of the universe because most uh, advanced species really don't go beyond the warp one. They don't go beyond the flux liner. They're all satisfied with warp one. Gets them around pretty good. We wanted much more, and we got much more. We our ships are nine warp nine point eight ships. Uh, we also have temporal drive, and we have uh, artificial portals, and then we know how to use the um, the ancient builder race portals, and we have control of a lot of them, including the um, galaxy to galaxy portal on uh, Ganymede. Uh, Ganymede, sorry, Ganymede. Uh, okay. Oh, what's the ancient? Okay. Force, the ancient? Re- um, ancient wait. Force is wait. Oh, is wait, wait, wait! Stop, 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 stop! Before you go too far, I didn't talk about the other forces. The ancient, what'd you say? The ancient builder race technology? Builder. Is that what you said? The ancient, yeah, they, they built the portals. So who was that you, in your cosmology? The ancient was that builders? the Anunnaki? Oh, we, yeah. Was that the Anunnaki? Oh, no, actually, I don't know. I don't know. You okay. know that, that's, that's you and Dr. Sasha, you know. I don't know. That's how, okay. I didn't do that research. Okay. Uh, okay, the seven forces for gravity. The six forces is also used for um, true cloaking. The six forces is used for teleportation. A transporter is used for six force. The seven force is replicators, uh, reclamators. You know the replicators on uh, uh, Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. You know, you, you you ask for you hit the button, you ask for certain yes. food, and it makes it. Uh, yes. The seven uh-huh. force is. Uh, and Marilyn Houston, she exhibited the seven force to you with Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong's description of the wafers uh, was shown to him by Marilyn Houston, Lockheed Martin. Those are real. The wafers that, that he described, he said he put the penny on. Uh, uh, they put the penny on the wafer, operated, and it disappeared. Well, basically, it transmuted the matter into energy, and that's what the seven force does. It transmutes matter into energy, and then we reform it back into a different form of matter. That's why they, they call it replicator. But the seven force does many other things. Without the seven force, we couldn't go to warp 9.8 and does many, many other things. It's an awesome force. And it is, I think, three magnitudes greater than the six force in power density. It's very, it's even more powerful than six. Uh, the secret space program personnel, all their equipment operates the six and seven force. They don't use, uh, they don't use electricity anymore. It's so antiquated, you know. No advanced civilization uses it. Are you well, there? I can give you, yeah, I can give you a hint on the eighth and ninth. One is immortal, and no, one is one no, great there's, soul. No, there's no, and no, one, there's no ninth. There's only eight. Believe, there's only eight forces. There's no ninth. Then you're not spiritual. You don't believe in the ninth. Oh because no, so you're talking about something different. In order to be immortal, you're talking about something different. Immortal, you can't unless you can prove how to create something right now as life. That's why spirit is so important. The soul, the ninth it, is it, real. We, yeah, we we don't call the ninth. We don't call the, we don't call spiritual entity or consciousness a force because it's not energy. It's, that's why we don't call it a force. Consciousness and spiritual. Well, I mean, I. God said it was the power and, that's in me. So the children are born through him. He gives birth to them. So he creates. See, that's what they don't know. And the ninth correct. is. You're all correct. So that's a moral. No, no, correct. Correct. And the, and the spirit beings all know about this. They teach this. 
Um, well, yeah. Why did you say it's everybody, not? Because... Anybody, any advanced, any advanced civilization clearly knows there's a God. One God. Every advanced civilization knows this. So you're saying that ninth is God? No, the ninth is spiritual. Uh, uh, you, you're, you're the ninth force. It's not a force. It's That's not energy. That's the child. Spirit, That's the child. Spirit is not energy. Spirit is life. Constant, it's not energy. Yes, it's immortal. You are right, immortal. Well, anyway, in the space, in the metaphysical industry, how's that? I don't know, because I thought science was spiritual science. I never knew that they were separate. I had to learn spirit science on the planet, okay? So everything was uh, in eighths and ninths in the, in the reverence of uh, the God source. And to me, source was force, like, may the force be with you. <laughs> I'm getting all the movies. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to talk so, to you, Dan. <laughs> So, Just TJ, let me ask you, TJ, based on what... The soul is not energy. It's not matter and it's not energy. It's different. That's why we don't call it a force. It's the essence. Well, we're still finding a way to talk because in, in some spiritual science of metaphysics, there's still the eighth and ninth. And it's, it's, uh, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was without form, and the form was with God, and God was the Word. So the Word is. So you tell me how to say that in your language. I don't know. I, I, just, I, I don't teach. I don't teach. I'm not a guru, I'm not a guru but, you know, <laughs> I, didn't come here, I didn't come here looking for disciples. Can you, so can you hear me? Can either of you hear me? I can hear yeah, you now. Hi. Okay, I wanted to ask a question. Yeah, okay, so I don't want to get too much into religion. Um, But, yeah, we're we're just saying that it's – because we get bogged down in that, and that's an endless – that's just an endless – No, I'm just asking you to explain it to me. I don't care. I'm not debating. I don't give a – I don't care. Dan is a scientist. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm asking Dan is a scientist, and he's dealing with the eight forces that that, um, he's discovered and the government's discovered in Maryland, Houston – from what was her company that she's the head of, the CEO of what? Lockheed um, Martin. Lockheed CEO Martin, right? Chairman of the board. All three. All Chairman three. What about so, Chairman of the board? So I wanted to what ask you, Rose TJ, now? based on – but don't worry about it. I wanted to ask you, TJ, about <laughs> uh, – I want to ask you, when you were on board your ship that was outside of Mars and you went with us to it, and then you said you went into – the the room and then the, there were clothes that were there and they it's like they knew your thoughts and they uh, created the room for the the style that you would want it to be and and everything was there to your taste uh, and then they beamed you up and um you know they replicated it there and so you explained that in your book is that a true story was that well anyway I think it's oh, that's true it's all, it it's all possible it's yes. <laughs> it's true. Yes. Yeah, of course it's so true. We can do that now. Were That's you exposed deal. to the um, technology? We're talking about the replicator technology where you could just think oh, in yeah. it with the manifest. Yeah, so, that, so they're not using everything. electricity. Everything in this reality is exactly what I use. It's all right. just, it's the same. It's just, I've in this reality been able to, when I was a little girl, I could take my hand and put it through a, a wood table, but I couldn't tell you how to do it. 
But I saw the molecules. Right. It was a lesson I learned. So they just told me, don't worry about it. They're just teaching me lessons. But I've learned a lot of things that if I just went to my normal school, uh, they couldn't do it. So I just know how to do things, and that's why I'm amazed because the only power that I knew was through the God force and the immortal like, may the force be with you. So to me, the eighth and ninth is very powerful. But they haven't learned how to do uh, – they can't even make people yet, so I'm not worried. It'll be a while. So once they know how to make real Father Trismegistus, then we can talk. <laughs> right, right now they're still working on on bilateral and uh, trilateral and uh, point of origin. Well, so they're doing clones, you know, in, in genetic uh, experimentation. So let's go back like to, to this level. I like the horses. I like the clone horses. Yeah, let's, let, let's look at this level here, right here, that we're talking about. Because if there's higher levels and there's lower levels. But right now, we're talking about the secret space program level. And how, so with your vision, Dan, of saving, um, you know, this, uh, these inventions, these technologies, the green energy systems will actually reverse uh, the uh, current situation where we're, we're dying from exposure to these uh, chemicals, and which is gradually making our environment toxic and someday we're going to wake up and we'll be able to breathe because they're supposed to be a, did they a win critical that level. Suit? Did they win that suit no, let me, over let me, there? Wait, I'm asking a question. Wait, 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 okay. my turn. So then you get to ask a question. So I want Dan to please explain. So if these inventions come forth, and so it appears that, it, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're they're working to do this over in Huntsville. They want to go into the, the – uh, Renewable energy, free energy systems, correct? Is that yes. if I have the correct? And if that gets yes. out into the public, then basically we will have free energy. And when energy is free, human beings will not have to spend all their money buying, you know, uh, energy. Because right now my electric well, bill, my electric bill is about a thousand dollars a month, and I work really hard to pay this damn electric bill. So then that'll be free. I'll have an extra. Thousand dollars a month in my pocket. That was twenty five and six G. Have you seen the new stuff in yeah. zero point energy? So Dan? yeah, let's Dan oh, yeah. explain that. Like, how will this change? How will this change the the world? The, the systems that you. Twenty five years, we will we will completely restore this planet, and it will be pristine. It'll be cool. pristine in twenty five years. What will happen in between? How long would it, will it take to be? Um, you know, so everything comes down. If we if we start it right away, like uh, oh, by twenty twenty, it, it takes about five to ten years. Five years for the easier technology, ten years for the more difficult ones. But the, the basic technology that we need to restore the planet to its pristine within five years, and then twenty five years after that, we'll have a pristine planet. Right. And then, how will that uh, balance us economically? Because right now it's pretty top heavy. It's a, the power of these Illuminati Dracos have all the money, and all the rest of us are poor, and there's no middle class anymore. So how will that balance that? They're doing the financial reset, and the first experiment is being done in Alaska, believe it or not, where they're handing out $1,000 a month to anybody that wants it. Oh, okay, so they have an optional. Do you want 1000 a month? Well, that's just, that's just part in. of the financial reset. Debt forgiveness is the other part, and then 1000 a month, you know, no questions asked is the other part. That's the basics of the financial reset. Excellent. Okay. Um, 
And so, so you've been, I don't know what I can tell or not tell about your involvement in this. You said you're reinventing it. And so how's that going? I guess I'll just leave it open-ended. How's that going? Yeah. Well, I'm still not working yet on these things, so I can't, you know, that's not good. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, I'm telling you, I'm not working yet. So, Meaning I'm not employed, not working with other scientists, and we're not building these things yet. They're talking. We're talking. We're negotiating. But that's uh-huh. not the same. Right. It's, do you think it well, might be another support- stall tactic, or are they, are they um, – Sincere, and then could I'll be. pass the talking stick back to you. Could be, could be a stall tactic. Yeah. Okay. What was your question, TJ? Go ahead. Your turn. So, if you if you know about the eighth and ninth force, but you say it doesn't exist because you don't call them forces, uh, you were really keen on that chick last time, Marcia or Martha or anyway. Do you work for Lockheed Martin, or you just promote them? Oh no! Oh no! No no! Well, I never worked oh, with Martin, and I oh, don't okay. promote them. Well, what about Sorry. Raytheon? Yes or no? No Raytheon neither. I don't work. I don't work for Raytheon, but I know a lot about Raytheon and a lot about Lockheed Martin. Well, tell me about Raytheon because I know absolutely nothing. Those are secret space program uh, corporations. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought. I wanted to hear you say it. Yay! Marilyn Houston. Marilyn Houston had Marilyn Houston heads the women's faction of the Secret Space Program Committee of 200. She heads the faction of women in that committee. She also heads the most progressive faction in that committee that wants disclosure. However, oh. they're not the major factions in the committee. Go figure. Well, but there are many classes that are ruled. There are many planets that are ruled by women, which is why the secret space program personnel allow women to rule. What about balancing that? That's the way they think about it. As far as I'm concerned, Marilyn Houston should be in charge of the whole program. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sounds like politics. They don't have anything to do with Project UNESCO, the National Endowment for Humanities, or any other institutions. No. By other, other, than, well, other than infiltrate control and control the narrative. Through UNESCO or just anybody? They they infiltrate any uh, all organizations, all of them. I know how they so do it. Rocco told me. Who would you call them then? Because is there a uh, you said dark side? Is there a light and dark like in uh, yin yang or positive? No, no, there is. Light? They, the reason they call this dark fleet. It's because we wore okay. black uniforms. That was our dress code. Oh. Our dress codes were black uniforms because the Nazis loved black, but the Japanese did too. So black yeah. was what they call dark cleats because we all wore black. Those were our dress uniforms. Uh, um, you'll, if you look, you'll see the Nazis didn't – that wasn't their real uniforms, our khaki uniforms. And we always wore khaki. But actually our robotic suits, our robotic spacesuits would always adjust like chameleons. Which are true khaki. So TJ Raytheon was in control of Johnson Atoll, off and on the entire time it was a um, chemical. They, they disposed of the chemical weapons of the world. So they kept going so they back did and that forth. Is that they the were the primary that? ones that managed? Hmm? Is that the group that uh, I just remember back in the day, way back in the eighties? that there was this uh, 
thing going on out at Area 51, uh, Papoose Lake, whatever you want to call it, Groom Lake, Papoose. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about, John Lear country. How's that? <laughs> you remember John Lear Mufon, anybody? <laughs> okay, so uh, Bob Lazar Land, how's that? I just put in some fancy names here, drop some names because I like them. I think, I think Lear and Lazar are good guys. But anyway. Uh, Lazar. Yeah, so remember when a lot of people got sick out there and there was a big thing about uh, the lawsuit? Dan, did you get to work on that at all or anything? Or no. no. About I it? just lost track of what you're talking about. What's our subject? Raytheon. Raytheon and the chemicals you said. Yeah. At, uh, anyway, let's stay, let's stay on track. We, we're getting off topic. Well, yeah, so, there's chemicals um, in the UFO secret space. What are they doing with the chemicals? Oh, they're and done with that. They've uh, closed it. They've closed it off officially. Um, there's people that have been uh, on the island. Uh, they were turning it to a bird sanctuary, but underneath there's actually um, 13 floors down. I've had some whistleblowers. Uh, there's one that's on its deathbed that uh, confirmed what was, what's underneath Johnson Atoll. And I don't know if you've had, ever had anything. But what about the underground installations and how do they um, tie into each other? One of the places and that the I could have gone to on my road, if I had gone into the rotation on Johnson Atoll, I would have gone to Antarctica, Kwajalein, um, uh, Marshall Islands, you know, and I think it was uh, Greenland. They were all these um, above ground sites, which obviously had things underground insulation uh, and these were things that, that I could go to as an American and work on it so what do you anyway let's stay on what you know Dan what else do you want to tell us Dan about uh, you were in this this program and you gave us a bunch of things to cover we were talking about the domes and your training and what do you want to cover where do you feel like going because we're at uh, what time do we end we end at four yeah we're, we only have like 30 minutes left Sure. Yeah. Uh, you wanted to know uh, all of the training is done on underground bases, and Randy Kramer describes where they beam you down out of your house. No, I'm sorry, they don't beam you out. You actually have to walk through a portal. Um, the 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 a um, por- a portal opens up in your room, and uh, in in when I was very young, my nanny, who was also my uh, sword instructor, my initial sword instructor, is a Japanese woman. And she would carry us through, actually physically carry us through the portal. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you arrive at the base. Uh, you arrive at the base. You train all night. Um, then they wipe your memory of the training that night, and they put you back to bed, uh, back in your bed. Your nanny takes you through the portal, puts you back in the bed, and then you go to school, regular school. But you don't remember any of the mm-hmm. training during during the evening. So you're being trained during the day and the night. And then they give you regress- regression, which means they give you eight hours sleep. Uh, regressively, it's a it's a uh, it's it's a technique that they use. It's kind of a time travel technique. They draw you back, let you sleep for eight hours, and then bring you forward. It, it's very advanced, very advanced technology that they were able to use uh, in order to genetically engineer and train the super soldiers. So we were all trained mostly on the underground bases. Sometimes we were trained in above ground bases, like the farm in um, Idaho. Where I, well, I had a lot of my I had a lot of my training from the age of three to six. Did you go to Dugway? So, I'm sorry, what? Did you go to Dugway, Utah? Dugway. No. 
No, my, the uh, basis that I trained in was the, the Tachikawa underneath Japanese. That was my original training base. I was genetically engineered in the Japanese base on the other side of the island. I, I can actually, if I, can, if I decipher the Japanese because I have the post and I, so I know the name of that particular spot. Plus, I've given you the pictures of that particular spot, the underground base. That's 24 floors under. We actually had to walk down uh, because we were getting medical exam and we couldn't be we couldn't go through the portal for the medical exam. So once a month, we actually physically went to the base, physically walked down uh, into the tunnel, and and uh, then they then go then they then we take a ride uh, on a rail on a rail to the to the different uh, um, labs, and that's where we were examined, and then we return and we walk back up, and uh, so that was the two the two underground bases in Japan. That's where I was genetically engineered and trained. The two underground bases in Japan, and then and then submarines went from that underground base. Directly to the Samson Air Force Base, underground, the underground Samson Naval Base. See, what most type of, of, of these bases are all approached by submarines. Did you use any Submarine. computer systems in your future takeaways? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 operated uh, we operated computers right away from the age of three and four. We were operating computers and heavy equipment. Was part well, of the training. You have to be able to pilot craft. Super soldiers are, are taught how to pilot craft, how to, how, how to operate all kinds of weapons from the age of three on. Well, tell me about the portal travel, how you integrated, integrating with the portal, because there's well, on and off artificial Artificial portal is different than the ancient builder race portal. The ancient builders put physical portals that connected all of the wormholes. There's a wormhole from every planet to the sun and from every sun to every sun. And and and, and the ancient builder race learned how to access those wormholes uh, uh, with a with technology. And these are actually spears. They're not gates. It's not Stargate. Stargate's very accurate, except that it's not a gate. They, they couldn't really build an actual portal. Uh, it, didn't, it wasn't uh, as presentable. As a as a circular ring, walking through a ring. You actually step. You actually walk inside the spear on a platform, and then and then the force goes out, and then when it comes back in, the seven force, six force release seven. Anyway, the seven force goes out, and then when it comes back in, it takes you with it right through the right through the wormhole, and then from the portal wormhole to the sun, and then from the sun's uh, wormhole to another sun, and, and and then to the planet in that solar system. And so all the gates are connected. It's very much like Stargate. The gate address is The original that? portal rooms. The original portal rooms were called arches because there was a big arch uh, that you walk through to get into the room to get to walk into the, the actual portal itself, which is really a spear that you step inside. Well, they're using it in today's technology in space and in cyberspace with the virtual reality. Well, so yeah, people yeah, know well, the we difference. Were, from studying the ancient portals, we were able to build artificial portals. I mean, and we were able to build our own, <laughs> and uh, and they could actually open up a portal, open up an artificial portal in your room, in your bedroom, and then you walk through that. Are you doing anything with VR now? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to ask you: Are you doing anything in virtual reality now to help humanity? In VR. Yeah, yeah, I invent free energy generators, engines, and motors. I know, but in, in and, the one and that I'm going to get the manufacturing. I mean, it's not virtual reality. 
you know, inside what reality, kind of reality inside reality, inside reality. We're not doing a virtual reality. We're doing this yeah, we reality. Are. But this, this is a virtual reality. Well, this right now we're doing virtual reality. Yeah, so we're not doing any kind of game. Reality society. It's not a so game. What's behind the it's question? Real. It's real. If you've been through the portal, we're painting this pictures is with our minds. We're painting pictures this with this uh, radio. I okay, know. So what's your question, TJ? I just said. So, I asked him virtual reality. What is he doing in virtual? This is VR. He's this on the radio. It does. The radio is to... in virtual reality. Come on. So it's that's what we're virtual doing. Virtual reality inside virtual reality. I was asking him, once you've been through the portal, generating high-end virtual reality, improving in humanity with the new virtual reality. Because right now the computer has generated a reality inside a reality when we call it virtual. But both are reality, virtual reality and the natural. So we've got to get real, just like we're in a human box somewhere. Uh, oh, by the way, where is your container? Are you in Washington or L.A.? Where's your human container? Yeah, I'm in Yucca Valley, which is uh, near Palm Springs, 29 Palm Springs base. So what I'm asking you is how, how can you help people that are trying to get to the next side of this virtual reality inside the virtual reality that's been created that comes in the future, but it's natural. But at the same time, we have a new definition of both virtual and reality and virtual reality together in the center of the action. Because if you're still here in 3D form and you're talking about portals, you have to understand that virtual reality is the ultimate goal for virtual reality, and we are in virtual reality. So that's why I was wondering if you knew who Mark Zuckerberg was in the space and time of this reality, because this, this is a virtual reality tour. You're on a tour, just like you're on the, re- on the radio show with me, right? Because we're showing up and saying we're showing up with our voice in the virtual reality game. But we're literally in a virtual reality. It's the Russian dolls. So we're in seven levels of universal intelligence right now. And you don't have to take my word for it. You'll figure it out for yourself. <laughs> That's called group activity. We need something to do. It's called cooperation. So uh, if are you, you helping anybody with the zero-point energy in virtual reality inside the virtual reality, which we now call virtual reality entertainment? Because that's what me and Janet and you provide. We're providing virtual reality entertainment via radio right now. So no, are you working I'm, with anybody? No, 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 I'm building cars and trucks and motorcycles and jets that, that operate for 30 years without having to be refueled or recharged. Well, the portals all work in virtual reality with a controller or with virtual feeds. So if you're using them or have used them, I don't understand why you're not immersive in the environment of this reality that we work in, virtual reality. Because I'm looking for people. Anyway, I'm not uh, – Dan's I'm doing his part of that at that level. He's doing his piece. He's doing his piece, which is uh, like a 3D thing, helping us uh, go into this Star Trekian reality where we're going past this uh, dark matrix where we kill most of us. We kill everybody. Everybody dies. Within, no, you know, not everybody does. Between birth and death, we die. And that's the that. game. The current <laughs> game is that. But that's a game. And that's the reality no, that the humans that are listening to this it's radio believe. They believe they die. And your daughter believes she died. You know, people die. So what so we're hoping to do 
is we're hoping to take it to the next level where we have extreme longevity, we have energy systems, we can go out to the cosmos, we can interact with the extraterrestrials, we can trade. Nobody has to can, believe in mortality first. Nobody has That's to believe in anything. I'm just saying well, the people that I that I deal That's with when I get off the phone with is here. Uh, please, let's just talk one at a time. You ask me a question, I'm answering it. As I deal with the people, when I get off the phone here and I answer my front door, I'll be talking to people that believe that they're going to die somewhere between now and 110 years old, right? Most of the people you encounter, when you go down to the Walmart, <laughs> that's who believe, they believe that. What I'm attempting to do, I can only speak for myself, and Dan can only speak for himself, is I'm attempting to open up into a new paradigm of higher levels of consciousness. It's the next level of existence, and I call it the Star Trekian level, but even Star Trek is too violent. It's all shoot them up, bang, bang. I'm hoping to move into the original concept of Star Trek was we are the uh, intergalactic explorers, and we're out to discover strange worlds and new planets and seek out new life and all that stuff, right? And um, so that's what my goal is because I – Grew up with Gene Roddenberry. I am a lifelong experiencer. I've been on other worlds, and I've experienced civilizations that are level, I don't know, four, five, six. We're in a level zero civilization, and we don't treat our people very nice. So, yeah, it's it's all fake and false and, you know, just a reality. But, you know, I still I still struggle with that when I see people dying of cancer and, you know, all these things. They believe it, and it's happening, and so they're out of their body. So I'm working with Dan and other people like Dan to take us to the next level, kind of like, like steps, right? What would it take, Dan, for us to go from a level zero to a level one? And then how fast would we go from a level one to a two, three, four, five, and six? So I've, I've talked to Dan, and, and John Titer said he visits level six uh, civilizations. So that's good. Well, I'd like my to talk answer. about night. Night. Okay, so go ahead, Dan. Your turn. Yes, go ahead. Oh, what do you work? What is Eighth level, the I guess. Very minimum, the very minimum level of an advanced society is uh, completely restoring your uh, planet to a pristine condition and freeing everybody from economic slavery. Yes. That's the beginning, the very, very beginning. Well, what about the UFO Secret Space Command? What part would you say, if you if you seem to know where or have a, a database on on location for me, and I gave you one because of uh, Beta and Alpha Andromeda, let's just say I hang out out there, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. But can you help us make a virtual reality? Do you do anything to do with? Uh, I don't know how we're going to do this. Uh, creating a portal inside virtual reality because. I was in Pegasus Project, and that was time yeah, travel with P- PJ, PJ, let me, let me stop you. See, you keep getting the two mixed up. What I do now is I'm a physicist. What I did in the secret space program is I killed people. I was a warrior. Uh, I didn't invent uh, anything when I was there, and I was the best of the best at killing people. Okay. Oh, you and my husband. All right, he did for, too. He was a killer. For the United States. For the United States. Too. Well, I didn't. I'm more about communication and VR and getting people to understand the ninth level consciousness. So, you know, theory of everything with, uh, you know, Lazar and uh, Irvin Laszlo and Tom Campbell and, you know, people like that. So that wasn't me. Was that you? 
So uh, how can we play together? Yeah, that was weird. So uh, is there any way we can play together, Dan, in the future, or are you just tied up in 3D reality? I I do teach uh, spiritual life to a few people, but it's a personal thing. You'd have to come and, and hang with me personally. No. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, I started the UFO Association today, but I put you under alien contact work because that's the one I started with Janet. So I hope that's okay. So I let off with alien contact work, but today I've got UFO Association, and then I've got a group, but it's all social media groups. They're all free out there. But is, is, and, okay, uh, what level are you playing in, then, TJ? You, you, you asked the question. So, uh, VR. So I'm playing in the ninth level, the, the ninth level, and that confuses people because they don't understand. Yeah. So Dan understands the eighth level, right, Dan? So yeah, well, the ninth connected. level. You're evoking the ninth level, and you're saying that's uh, a level beyond death or or, or soul cloning, right? So, yes, a little bit past cloning. Okay. <laughs> so say. how? understand maybe you could break it down for me because i'm pretty stupid i don't understand what you're meaning about virtual reality and what i mean you said a bunch of words and i just got lost oh and i you know so i want to break it down yeah Uh, what are what are you uh, doing uh everybody's gone to that level they're playing at a different level than you two are playing so i don't understand why uh Y'all aren't doing it. It just makes me concerned that if y'all aren't playing at that level, why, why, not, and why not? Well, okay, explain uh, that level. You, explain that Tyson. level. How are quantum, you playing quantum. at that level? It's quantum. How are you playing at the quantum level? You're, because it I seems came like to a... this level from that level. I'm come from the ninth okay. down to this level, and so in order to do that, you've got to figure out how to be in a 3D form. And okay. the only people that are down here at this level are returning. So it was like you playing with uh, Rick Allen Miller, a bodhisattva, but yet he was CIA because he was discovered as a child. So I get that, right? And uh, Dan, and so Dan's saying that y'all are playing at some creation y'all are making together in some reality you're creating. It's like writing a book together or something. I'm not sure what you're doing together. And that's okay because you and I are writing a book. But the, the stuff we're putting together is in VR, in VR inside VR, right? So we have to come to a conclusion of how we can connect the library above the Akashic field. So the people we'll that are connecting step the one. Field, when, you, when you go too far down the road, you confuse yourself. Just allow – it's not the end no, result. It's the journey. Enjoy the journey, TJ. <laughs> enjoy the journey and because that's called life. Life is it, – it, enjoy the journey. When you get too far down, you're predicting things that are you – get, you get, you're not in the now. Well, Be here now. Be in the now, and just be here. So we're on the radio show, and we're and here now. We're creating we have virtual a bunch of people reality. are listening to us, and, and, and we're going virtual reality. reality. And so and what I'm do you want to, to tell the people if... now that will make their lives better in this moment? What, what can we do? So Dan said, Dan said he – let me just bring it back for the home run here. So Dan said he is here to free humanity – by creating an energy system, which will make electricity obsolete, and, and the cars will be reverse engineered. What's that? Hubris I can't wait. Wait, I can't. Hubris. I can't. I'm just saying. It's very hubris. So, 
I understand, Dan, and I appreciate you, and I enjoy this level we're playing at, but it sounds very controlled. So if we're going to create all this, I'm just asking you, would you like to come back and play again, and we can all be a part of something? So I was trying to figure out, were you alien contact org or, or not? Or did I lose you? Let's see. Can you hear me? I'm not an, I don't, I'm not an alien. I'm not an alien or an alien contactee. I, I was a super soldier. Oh, okay, super I, soldier. Okay. I, I fought for the United States in battle, in combat for 20 years. Yeah. So I out there, all trying planet, to bring together your reality as a super soldier. Can you hear me? I, just, I don't understand what's going on. I'm back. There she is. Okay, good. Uh, Janet, uh, I, I think I understand now. Uh, I think I understand yeah, now. Uh, so you were born. This is how we started off, and we might as well end the show with this then. We started off with you being a uh, super soldier. So all this other stuff in between, regardless of what level or what games you play or what teams you're on, uh, in virtual reality or what we do here on the radio, you personally, you're not playing with us in social media. I think that was the point. So if you don't, why not? I don't know. Did I lose Janet again? Who is this? This must be. I'm here. Ahmed's oh. Yeah, Ahmed, oh. are you helping I'm here. Me? Maybe Ahmed's here. Is this you, Ahmed? Uh, yeah, it is. It's me. I, I couldn't okay, help good. it. Y'all are yeah, doing such a good show, I had to call in and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ahmed. I'm here. Can you hear me? So, Ahmed, what what do you want to say to Ahmed while you're here? Yeah. I didn't know I was being rejected by – I didn't know I was being rejected by the exopolitical community. I'm shocked to hear that. (laughs) I don't think you are. I don't think you're being – I don't think you're being rejected. Can you hear me? He said I wasn't playing. No. I don't understand what she's saying. No. No. no, you're now you're playing great. You're you're uh, uh that's what I said. Let's go back to Super Soldier. Uh, you're playing a game, and no, you're not rejected. Oh no, you're very nice. I know your voice. I know you. You know, Ahmed, help me out here. You you know what I'm trying to do. Ahmed was one of my very first friends out in space. Ahmed, help me out here. We don't reject anybody. Well, unless they don't use their real name and try to control all my UFO groups <laughs> and their girl. <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> yeah, I did reject somebody, but she rejected herself. She blocked me, I think. But, Ahmed, help me out here. This is a creation, but we're all trying to pull together, uh, help each other in a, in a dialogue. And Ahmed's writing his own book. Well, so we can be characters in his book. Well, believe it or not, I pull aspects from everybody I know in order to create characters. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you got to remember is every each one of us is actually a, a holograph projection, and what reality is for one person ain't necessarily the exact same reality for another person. And so, but you can't dismiss, dismiss the fact that that reality don't exist. You understand what I'm I saying? Like what, he, what he said. <laughs> yeah, we're all agreeing with each other, just on different so, things. But, so but no, these all roll together. They all roll together into a common reality. Okay. 
So, Keep so, going. You got the ball. It's it's just that uh, we're not all going to agree upon how things appear. You know, there's just it, it's impossible. And uh, because you've seen a UFO and Janet has seen a UFO, that doesn't mean you've seen the same UFO. <laughs> Very good. That's true. But that doesn't diminish the fact that the guy standing next to either of you two didn't see it. So, so reality is what we make of it. Oh, good. Well, that's why you came on board. You always help me out. I love uh, – Dan, you know a mad, don't you? This is Thomas Becker. I already had his Yeah, I've had script. him on my show before. He's a good well, speaker. He's on my show. Yeah, so Dan, I find like stuff. You. I find all this fascinating, and it it all blends together. But you got to blend it together in a bigger picture than just separate realities, you know. <laughs> well, why are we in all these separate well, containers well, all over the place in this radio? I love it. I love what I do, but I don't know what to call it, Dan. But I don't call it secret. See, here's my thing. I don't call myself a super soldier. Never did. I think it's egotistical and it's hubris. But Janet says that's what you are, and that's how she's portraying you tonight, right? And that's okay if that's an agreement you have. Me, a mad, I've loved a mad forever, but I wouldn't call him a super soldier, but he was Navy, weren't you? And I do love our military, and I was Navy. So, yeah, I get it. So, uh, mad, how are we going to do this? Because there's all kind of levels of this secret space command and the alien we- contact, right? We you just, just got to load it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. I like that. What, what's Janet, that saying? Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, Dan, I like what you yes. did. I just, it's just, uh, would that be able to, you want to play with us some more, but do you have to be just that, or can you be a lots of other things? How's that one? I'm a, I'm a physicist. Now, I will. <laughs> I, practice, I practiced law as a paralegal for 20 years before that. Okay. I, did, I was Good. not a soldier. I was in the military on this timeline. So in my 20 and back service in the United States Air Force, I was a soldier. And I engaged in combat for 20 years. Did you wear a uniform in this reality? I'm talking about Janet's 3D. No, never. I was never in uniform on this on this timeline. Neither was Janet. I was. I really was. I did and, serve. And I did serve the CIA. I did serve the CIA as a paralegal for about 15 years. Where at? What location? Here in Yucca Valley. Uh, the CIA doesn't operate in the United States of America. My yeah, the CIA operates in America. Um, that's a good joke. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you're really funny. That's a good one. No, that's what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> I'm programmed. Okay, that's funny. All right, so 15 years doing paralegal work for certain contracts that no one else could solve. I did, you were actually yeah, I was rec- in, recommending. Independent paralegal, and I did cases for the CIA for 15 years. That's the only service on this timeline I did for the United States military. Okay. Well, and and it was like a, like a ward officer, a, contract, a contractor, just like a ward officer, just a contractor. I didn't wear a uniform. So actually you and I had the same job, so there's no coincidence that we're talking to each other in 3D. Paralegal? 
Seriously, you were in the I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my many jobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I can tell you. I can tell you the cases, boy. They're awesome. They had me do some was, really cool cases. I was lead investigator on Agent Orange, according to Newton Schwartz and Judge Weinstein in New York. Yeah. And they put yeah. Agent Orange on, on Johnson Atoll, and it was killing people. And they sent home friends to die on Johnson Atoll. So we have a connection. And I was an almost paralegal, uh, but I wasn't any good. Dan was good. <laughs> I wasn't any good. <laughs> I was like, it's not my forte. So, okay, so yeah. we're running out of time okay. here, but we could probably go 15 minutes longer and just cut it down, um, you know, on our own editors afterwards. But... Well, where do we want to go to wrap this up? Well, Dan will come back any time I call because tomorrow we love night. Dan. We... Tomorrow night. Oh, you need him tomorrow night? Dan, are you available tomorrow night? Or are you busy? If you're busy, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't. Know, I, I usually don't try to do them back-to-back, but, yeah, I can call <laughs> I'd rather do it. Teresa, come on. You like to play with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. But don't just not do this every day. I'll do one tomorrow. But don't get me doing one every day. <laughs> no, yeah, just tomorrow. Let's play tomorrow, and then you can discuss more NSA, CIA, and early bird rates for how you get into the portals. And, you know, we'll go around the universe and, you know, all that stuff. Because we got to help Ahmed. Ahmed's writing a book, and he needs some more juice. And I'm, it, it'll be fun. He likes me and Janet, really. Don't you, Matt? Are you still cool. mad at me? I think I'd like producer Janet if I didn't like him. Right, <laughs> I know that. I'm I'm special. <laughs> Matt's special. We 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 play with each other because I got people they covet me because I have a Matt as my producer. Oh, I wish That's I had right. a Matt. I, um, <laughs> I know I'm so lucky. I am blessed. <laughs> All right, why do y'all want to call yeah. tomorrow? Ahmed, you want to come play, and why don't you narrate for us tomorrow? Cause uh, I it's possible. <laughs> it's yeah, possible. We're going to do it on Skype, then? We're going to do it on Skype at 5? Same, same thing. Same, 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 same uh, yeah, what, uh, what, time? what time would it be? Eastern? Five. Uh, yeah, um, my time. Eastern 15. is 8, 8. Eight tomorrow. Right. Yeah, eight, I right. probably yeah. could, and I could, I could get him on Skype and make it a little easier for him. Oh, that'd be yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. hard. Yeah. And can and can you produce next week too for Russ Kellett that wants to be out of UK? Yeah, yeah you just have up. to re, you just have you just have to remind me. I get so busy and I don't pay much attention, and sometimes the station gets in my way. And... Yeah, okay. we don't all give right. Mad much of a life outside of radio. That's all he does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm now, I've, been, I've been doing you. a lot of I've been doing a lot of writing lately, and that's been occupying my time and. Oh, I'm glad you got that done. Yeah. I've been trying well, to get I told that. PJ this year I was going to put out several books, and I'm fixing to put out the first one here shortly. Which is also going to be on audio at the same time. So. Cool. Wow. Are, are you cool. doing all the all the all the voices, or you got people helping you? Oh do no, I got my wife's doing the other voice, and uh, I'm doing the narrative, and I have another voice for the main character. Cool. I'm so impressed. You're coming so far. I, I sent you the first five chapters. You didn't. You didn't listen to it. 
Not yet. I, not that I didn't want to. It's just I've, I've had some issues with my personal 3D family. <laughs> you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> me and Janet, Janet calls me just about every day. I'd say at least two times a day. So she's sort of aware of it, but it's been very busy. But yeah. I love you, Amanda. And Dan's got to learn more. But, Dan, we've been together seven years. So welcome to the club. And you're welcome to join us. But uh, I just want to do some more stuff, Dan, besides, you know, this. But Janet must have had a bunch of stuff he wanted to play with today. So we can play with him tomorrow. Janet, send me his, uh, his Q&A. You, I, I sent it. It's up there on. I I posted it. Like I, I always do what we agree to. So I got it up before I went to bed last night. I was tired. It's on Aquarian Radio. It's all there. Okay. There's pictures. There's. You just have to go look. I, I everything's there. You said you had the list of things to go over. I heard you say it on the radio tonight. I put so it I on. I put it on the. I put it on the website on AquarianRadio.com, right. and we didn't cover. We didn't cover a, a tenth of it, so we can all just I, use the same no, page. Do part all two. All I covered was his Japanese stuff on the first thingy. So okay, Dan. So far, we got you are a uh, genetically engineered Japanese scientist in fifty-two super soldier paragraph. So. From 55 to 70. So we'll cover anything after the second paragraph that Janet had tomorrow night that helps you. So it must be a lot. <laughs> so that's all we got. Hey, just Dan. go look so, at it. Okay, I'll go look. Everybody oh, go a, look at it. There's a huge, huge amount of material. <laughs> huge. All right, well, just get ready, it's folks. It's huge, huge. When Janet likes to cover people, she really covers people. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll start again playing tomorrow. Y'all well, call I it want to talk about uh, TJ. I want to talk so about the issues, but I got so lost when you were talking about the virtual reality and you know the reality within and reality. Just reality. like oh, that's your old it, it was like that's it was just a bunch of it was just I know it was just it's a bunch of words and got jumbled and that's and, what brought okay, me okay. into the. That's that's what brought yeah. me to the, the to the quantum's part because this is it, it reality is different slightly to each one of us you know right and, yeah and how so we I, project I, this this uh, mm-hmm. uh, quantum reality in front of our eyes is it's actually coming from inside each of our brains. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Miller, they are mad understand. Y'all know Doctor. Yeah, Miller. I understand, but I was just. I, it's, it's like I, I thought you wanted a certain answer, well, and we yeah. weren't answering the way you wanted it. No, you, and, no. And the, you asked me about the stuff on the ship, and the answer is yes. You, you, you cornered and me. And that's you Richard Allen Corner me. And I didn't do it with Allen Miller. I you. This was in your book. I know, but it's good. I was just asking you, because I was curious, because you said – you were on the ship and you experienced the replicator, and I just wondered if that was. But you actually experienced a different level. I told you, and I, woke and, up and I see that. I woke up to huh? my microwave in this reality and order something and get pissed because it doesn't do it. So yeah, I have a real messed up reality in 3D. So yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you I'm might be doing. You might brain. be tapping into other realities at the same time too. So yes, yeah, same. Exactly. That's my yeah. problem. I'm a bilocator well, that, in that precog. This, this is why it is this is why reality isn't exactly perfectly the same for each and every one of us. Each person. I've right. been on craft. Let me just summarize yeah. this. I have been on craft that had 
they were created by our group mind for the purpose of the gathering, and once we left it, it dissolved into nothingness again. So that's the level I've been of creation, of co-creation. So you you could have actually been on the exact same planet that uh, he was on where he was in a war where at the same time you were there, it was peaceful. Right. Well, so anyway, uh, it's all in in your mind. We're all making this up. Oh, okay. Well, a man must be helping us with our uh, many levels of reality because there's a lot of timelines going on here. But see, I have that problem every day when I wake up and don't know what world I'm in or where I've just been because that world's just as real as this one. So I wake up and go, oh, (laughs) you're not the only one, believe me. And I You're having bleed throughs from your other cells. Your other... Yeah, that's that's probably what's going on. You're having bleed overs. Yeah, exactly. I have that too. And and, uh, and and then you ask me to call you first thing in the morning, and I'm still bilocating. It's like, oh shit, you better wake for six hours. <laughs> I'm trying to call yeah, you. I'm yeah, wait, really it could have been I'm not here of, yet. Uh, oh, Lewis Carroll said so it could be that piece of meatloaf that didn't quite digest right. That's right. Well, let's look at all that. Hey, Dan can maybe talk virtual reality, but Dan, you may can talk various levels because I know if you can go to the eights with your girlfriend, Marsha, or whatever she is, Lockheed, you can play with me and Madden. No, she's she's not his girlfriend. She's not his girlfriend. No, it's just Marilyn, Marilyn, what's her name? No, she's a real person (laughs) that's out there going, why are they evoking my name? I'm I'm a straight person (laughs) in the real world, and I'm I have a job, and I make um, I make over a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars a a year. She's a real person. Look her up. She's not affected by us. She's not in my reality, probably. So, right, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Marilyn Houston, yes. That's not your girlfriend. Yes. No, no, no. no. I, I've never yeah. met Marilyn. I've never met Marilyn Houston. I've never met her. I know what she uh, did because I'm a physicist in this timeline. I know what she did in, in the secret space program. I know she lead. She's leading. She's there's a committee that rules the secret space program. It's 200 people. She leads the women's faction and the most progressive faction in in that group. She's uh, a major player reality. in the secret space program. She probably oh, you mean with Lockheed? Are being the spirit here? She wants to play in Lockheed, but she's just a paid personnel. No, she rules Lockheed Martin. She rules part of the Secret Space Program. Lockheed Martin is a friend from the Secret Space Program. It's a faction. She rules senior citizens in the 3D form. Is that what you're saying? She rules 3D citizens. Yep. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. So she's. She's just well, not everybody. If you live in another location, the science of citizenship. So, are you going to work for them? Is that Lockheed? You like Lockheed Martin? No, uh, no, 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 no. It'll be NASA or U.S. Space Command, but it'll also be uh, private companies in the private sector. They're going to be bringing out this technology to humanity. Private uh, okay, companies so that. Yeah. We we ran out our our uh, Cape Canaveral in in uh, over here, right? So to contractors to uh, put stuff in space. So yeah, I, I'll be an independent contractor, independent contractor for NASA and U.S. Space Command. 
Okay, well, good. Maybe we'll get to meet here in Florida. Maybe you can come down or something. We'll have to see. All right, well, uh, I look forward to whatever you're going to create with uh, all of this. But let's play some more tomorrow, and uh, we'll play with some of your stuff. And, and then let's play with all the levels. And Ahmed can come back. And Ahmed, that's okay, good. Okay, we'll be back it. tomorrow. Okay, that'll be great. Is that okay, Dan? You said yes. The man said yes. Yeah, I'll see. I'll see you guys tomorrow. But I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta get a drink. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. I gotta go drain the lizard. See you tomorrow. Right, see you guys. Channel. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.